I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. On DAB Plus, online, via the TalkSport app, and on your smart speaker. Lions Daily on TalkSport 2. Well, good evening. I'm Tim Cocker and welcome to the Lions Daily. This is where you can follow the 2021 tour to South Africa, which so far might be the most bonkers tour yet. And and that's got nothing to do with any of the actual rugby. The rugby has been ace and very promising for the Lions as well, who did have a match last night. More on that in a moment. But there was a time we weren't weren't sure if that game was going to happen. And when it did go ahead, following a further round of COVID tests, it was a different looking starting team and some of the players were forced to isolate. So what now for the remainder of the tour? Here's what we know. South Africa's match tomorrow against Georgia has been called off and the Lions this afternoon confirmed they plan to play the Sharks again on Saturday. So we'll hear from the Lions managing director Ben Calverley very shortly. But not just that, we're going to hear from some of the fans. They can't be watching the tour in person this year, but what do they think of the current situation in South Africa? Uh, Jamie George is under the microscope today in our player profile. His former coach at Denston College will help us chart Jamie's route from promising youngster to Lions hooker. And we'll also hear from inside the Lions camp following yesterday's comprehensive win. So, yeah, we will get into the match yesterday because there's lots of good stuff to talk about there. The selection dilemmas and all of the fallout from the 54-7 win against the Sharks. We will get to that, but let's start with that current situation in South Africa. And earlier this afternoon, the Lions managing director, Ben Calverley, spoke with TalkSport's Andrew McKenna, and he began by explaining what's happened over the last 24 hours. Yesterday morning, we had one member of the management team tested COVID positive. He had had four close contacts, two of whom were players and two of whom were staff. So we immediately isolated that group. They went into self-isolation. We then surge tested the whole of the rest of the tour party, both lateral flow and PCR tests. All of those tests came back negative, apart from one player who returned what's called a single gene positive, which in other words is a very low level positive. But just out of caution, we then isolated that player and all of his close contacts. uh, And we were then advised by our medical advisory committee that we had to test that individual again today, which we've now done. Thankfully, that um, test came back negative. He has to test again tomorrow. And if that also comes back negative, then he and all of his close contacts can be released back into the bubble and they would then be available for selection for the um, game that we've announced tomorrow night against the Sharks. 
Ben, in the statement, it says that you're doing tests today and tomorrow, and those will determine whether you're able to fulfil the Sharks fixture. What has to happen for that game to be played? Does everyone in the Lions camp have to come back negative? No, so the individual that tested positive, uh, who we retested this morning and has now tested negative, that individual has to test negative so that he and all of his close contacts can be released. At that point, you have enough players available to fulfil the fixture. There you go. Lions Managing Director Ben Calverley speaking with TalkSport's Andrew McKellar earlier and giving us a very comprehensive explanation of, of what's going on. Let me bring in TalkSport 2's Alfie uh, Reynolds right now. How are you doing, Alfie? Evening, Tim. Very good. And another busy 24 hours yeah. for us on the 2021 Lions Tour. It really is. And, uh, well, just following up from that, as I say, very clear uh, explanation of things from Ben Calverley. But uh, I think the wording around the Lions statement this afternoon was was quite interesting. So why don't you give us the a couple of key lines from that, Alfie? Yeah, so this is the statement they put out earlier this afternoon, essentially confirming that they plan to play the Sharks again on Saturday. But the, the final couple of lines in the statement are interesting. It reads... We have further COVID-19 testing scheduled for today and tomorrow. The results of those tests will determine whether we will be able to fulfil this fixture. But as it stands, we are optimistic. We remain committed to the tour in South Africa and determined to rise to the challenge created by the COVID-19 pandemic. A few little interesting elements there. I mean, it's it's an upbeat kind of language, optimistic, and as it, but it's all very much as it stands. We plan to, we hope to, we, we, we can, and um, we remain committed to the tour in South Africa, which just clearly saying that line there, we remain committed to the tour in South Africa, is a slight hint that some people some people might be questioning that questioning the tour in South Africa. Well, we heard from Neil Manthorpe yesterday at the start of our coverage. It was a, a bit of a hectic build-up behind the scenes to our live coverage of that match last night because it was late on that it was confirmed the game was going ahead. But Neil Manthorpe uh, told us, he's our reporter out in South Africa, he had it on good authority that they were seriously considering moving the three test matches to the UK. Obviously, the Lions have come out and said they're committed to it in South Africa. Warren Gatland said that last night after the game as well so that's perhaps partly the reason that they have included that line at the end of that statement yeah one thing Neil Manthorpe also did say is that the, the public will that he's sensing from the public in South Africa was very much that they they would love to see it continue where it is we'll see what fans uh, both South African and from the UK think in uh, in a little while when we gauge some of their opinions but just you mentioned Warren Gatland there following on from last night's victory Warren Gatland he said he was confident that test series against South Africa will happen this summer but here's another little uh, clip of Ben Calverley chatting to Andrew McKenna on the suggestion of a UK-based test series. Well, it's certainly not as simple as just hopping on a flight and playing the series out on British soil. We're very much here taking things one step at a time. We deal with the challenges as they arise. We make decisions one day at a time. So the focus today has been dealing with the rearranged Sharks fixture for the weekend. We then get on a plane on Sunday. We travel down to Cape Town where we have more fixtures um, and there are no plans for us to do anything different to that. Ben Calverley, he sounds like the kind of guy you'd want uh, running the ship. Very methodical guy, knows all the information. I, I would be uh, terrible in that situation. I'm scatty at the best of times, so you need you need people like him around. But um, what would you make of that, Alfie, when you, when you hear all this? You've had a bird's eye view over the last 24 hours or so. 
Yeah, well, I, I think the reality is the last 24 hours have shown us, you know, how quickly things can change on this Lions tour. It was always going to be difficult. It was also li interesting listening to Warren Gatland last night because he did say, you know, before the tour, the medical people said to him, at some point, we're probably going to get positive tests. They are prepared to a degree for this scenario. They, they did expect it. So... Again, as we understand it for the time being, it's still set to go ahead in South Africa, which is good to hear. Um, but I think it's just the nature of this Lions tour, Tim, really. I think there will, from what we've seen over the last 24 hours, I think it's it's fair to maybe assume that, you know, there's going to continue to be bumps along the road. I just hope we're able to get to the point where we do have those test matches played. For sure. And just to say again, I mean, Alfie and I, when we when we would have been plotting out uh, today's Lions Daily, we would have been thinking, well, let's talk about the game, uh, which we will get to. But clearly, as as Alfie just mentioned, this is a, a movable feast and a never-changing situation. And in the UK at the moment, uh, there seems to be a divide as to what people think about this series, whether it should happen or not and where. And the Lions captain for last night, Ian Henderson, he said he didn't know what the mood was like among the South African public. Because we wouldn't see anyone from outside of our bubble, like no one at all. Mm. Um, we we get up, we go to get get on the bus, which is cordoned off. We get on the bus and go to training, and through gates which are cordoned off on the training field, back on the bus and back to the hotel. That's all. That's all we get. Um, the hotel staff will be the only the only people that that um, maybe cooking food or, or behind the hotel desk will be the one only ones that you, you might have a touch of getting contact with. But looking at it from like a media point of view, obviously. A lot of teams getting cases. It's, it's rife over here, and and like this is this is uh, an upset that I'm sure the the management had planned for. It, I don't think it's overly surprising given the amount of cases and how readily it's how readily it's spreading over here. Um, but but for for the guys to to pitch up the way they did, like I said again, I'll say it again. I'm real proud of them. Ian Henderson there on what it's like to be. A British and Irish lion. That I found mm. fascinating, Alfie. Yeah, that's why I wanted us to play it. I was sat on the, the Zoom press conference with uh, our commentator, Andrew McKenna, last night after the game, Tim, and that stood out to me. Ian Henderson describing what it's like to be a British and Irish lion touring South Africa in 2021. Now, of course, none of this can be helped with COVID and the situation over there. They, they have to take these precautions, but it immediately stuck out to me. It's frankly, Tim, doesn't sound like much fun. And, and the Lions are doing a great job on the pitch at the moment and the videos they're putting up on social media and the, and the episodes they've got on YouTube, it, it looks like they're doing a great job of having fun. It doesn't sound like fun. Well, you're absolutely right. I, I guess it's, it's going to put into warp speed that process of getting to know each other because that, that mm. bubble means even more than any other tour. They are, well, they, well, as Ian Henderson said, the only people they're chatting to are, are the guys in the squad. Well, that's it. And, you know, he was asked the question there about how, can he gauge what the mood's like amongst the South African public and, and ultimately no, because they're no. not meeting any of the South African public apart from maybe a few of the hotel staff who they're probably having to keep quite a distance from anyway. So I, I thought it was worth hearing that to give us, you know, quite a good indication of what, what it's like in there at the moment. Yeah, I, I don't know whether that means that the documentary that presumably will accompany this tour, as as it has done for the last, you know, um, number of tours, I don't know whether that means it will be really, really good fly-on-the-wall stuff because you'll get these the depth of the relationships or whether it'll be really dull because it'll just be this, the same four walls in their team room. It's a big challenge, whatever way you look at it. And, and as you say, I think one of the striking things, when you compare what Ian Henderson was describing there with some of the some of the stuff that we're seeing and hearing from the guys within the squad. I think it's a phenomenal job 
that they are doing at, at creating an atmosphere and an energy within the group with everything else that's, that's going on that they can't control. Yeah, totally. In fact, again, Andrew McKenna mentioned this in our commentary last night. We will hear the highlights and, and have more of a discussion about the match later on. But he kind of said, you know, we only got the green light this game was going ahead about an hour and 40 minutes before kickoff. For context, the Lions Hotel was kind of 40, 50 minutes away from the ground that they had to make the journey. All the players were sat in their rooms throughout the day waiting for the PCR tests to come back. So credit to the players and credit to the staff and, and everyone who is doing what they can to, to get the tour on and also, you know, clearly keeping that squad at the moment in a fairly, you know, good and healthy frame of mind because for a lot of people that obviously will be a genuine concern at the moment. Yeah, I, I think we need to get Macker asking more questions about what, what hobbies the players have got. We got out of Tom Curry's dad the other day, David Curry, that Tom is trying to become a budding DJ. But they've, they've got all those hours in their rooms. I, I know that, I think that Luke Cowan Dickey's a big gamer. Well, I was going to say, Tim, I would be one of the players that would probably waste my time and take my PlayStation with me and, yeah. and, and not do anything productive. But a lot of the rugby players like do the DJ decks thing, don't they? Yeah, it seems to be the case. Uh, but yeah, if if you play Call of Duty, you might well end up playing a, playing alongside some of the British and Irish Lions by the sound of it. I'll tell you what, there is one voice that uh, is missing for this from this on the Lions Daily that I want to get into. It's the Lions Daily on TalkSport 2 with the famous grouse, the spirit of rugby, 18+, plus, be drink aware, commentary of every game on the Lions Tour to South Africa across the TalkSport network. That voice that we're missing so far that I referenced, the fans, Lions and Springbok fans, what do they think should happen with the tour? We'll find out next. I honestly believe that we will have a test series and we spoke beforehand it wasn't I mean our medics said look there's a likelihood being in South Africa we're going to get a case or two and, and it's just how that how we deal with it. I can tell you that I've heard from a very very reliable source that there is even discussions about playing the three test matches hold your breath in the United Kingdom. To hear that when I first heard it there I was a bit gobsmacked uh, even that they're considering that thought it's such a big shift and the operation obviously behind that would be absolutely massive. Lions players spent the whole day in their room before they had to play against the Sharks so it's one of those things that you just have to accept and, and, and learn from it and get on with it. So one of the features of this Lions tour is, of course, that there are no supporters at the venues among the many uh, issues that were referenced there. Uh, and there isn't the sea of red travelling from the UK and Ireland to the home fans in South Africa as well. They're not able to fill the stadiums either. So here on the Lions Daily now, we thought we wanted to hear from some of those fans, particularly given the current situation out in South Africa. And first up, we have Janice. How are you doing, Janice? I'm good, thank you. Thanks for having me on. Uh, you're you're very welcome. Thank you for joining me. So, um, firstly, what are your allegiances uh, in if the British and Irish Lions, which obviously brings us all together? Who would you be supporting normally? Scotland. Right. Okay. Good. <laughs> Just wanted to establish that. Now, what's your thought on what should happen, Janice? Um, I'd like to see it go ahead. I'd, I'd like to see as if them play as many games as they can and and play them in South Africa. You know, it's such an experience for the players being out there. I don't think it would be quite the same for them bringing it back here. And I don't know that they'd be any safer back here because I believe our numbers are still higher than South Africa's. So there's no guarantee they wouldn't have contracted COVID here anyway. And it might be slightly safer with no fans in the stadium than like Wembley last night with 60,000 people. So I don't. I I think they're in a, win, a no-win situation. People are going to be upset regardless of what they do. 
People would be upset that it's gone ahead. Others would be upset if it was cancelled. So I don't think they're going to be able to keep anybody happy. So I think they should maybe just try and do whatever they can do to, to complete the tour. Some some real balance straight off the bat there, Janice. I appreciate that. I think you're right. There is no yeah, silver no, no, bullet. No. There is no silver bullet here, and there are compromises whichever way this thing goes. I, I I couldn't agree more with a lot of what you said. Just just very quickly on the, I've got to say the Scottish players are showing up incredibly well on tour. You must be dead, dead chuffed with that. Oh, so impressed by them so far. The first game they all played really well, and Duhan last night had a, a fantastic game. So yeah, it's great to see them getting that opportunity. I mean, obviously we've not been particularly invested in the Lions in the last number of tours. Um, so it's great to see that now that they're back in there, they're actually giving a good account of themselves. Yeah, and guys, I think Ali Price is playing himself right in contention for, for oh. a starting test jersey. Rory Sutherland as well, I thought was great off, off the bench. So those two are, are ones to watch, if you ask me. And, and let's yeah. be, be honest, Janice, it must be nice to have a distraction from having to uh, hear and watch England being good at football. Yeah, because I live in England. I live in Newcastle, the most football-mad city. So, yeah, I just go in every day and talk about rugby and yeah. they all look blankly at me. Well, Janice, it's uh, it's been lovely getting your thoughts. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. No problem. Thank you. And uh, let's let's get an English perspective then. Uh, Matt Price, a massive Bath fan. How are you doing, Matt? Hi, are you right? Uh, your thoughts? You you heard Janice uh, giving a very reasoned, balanced view on the situation, saying that, that there's no best way to do it and there's compromises at every turn. So actually where they are is probably the best place to be. What do you think? Um, I, I, I think there's an air of inevitability that obviously there was going to be cases and there was going to be issues and, and things like that. I think from the moment that they decided that they were still going to go to South Africa, um, it was still going to go ahead. I think everybody was waiting, unfortunately, for cancellations. Well, I'm sorry, postponed uh, games. Um, and we just kind of, you had to sense it was going to happen. Um, and they refused that it would not be delayed like the Euros has been delayed and the Olympics have been delayed. They wouldn't do it next year because it would interfere with other nations, summer tours and things like that. So they decided that it still had to be this year. But I still think, in fairness, I think it should have just been delayed until next year, until everything really had settled down. Um, it just, the whole thing just seems inevitable that there's going to be, you know, we're going to be losing players. However many, you know, the last night of all the Lions players, you know, there's people suddenly having to be put into isolation. They had to change the team. Um, they had to scramble shirts together because they didn't have the right shirts for the right players. Um, and it all just seemed so rushed and scrambled just to, you know, they delayed the kickoff by an hour. It just seems to be like we knew there was going to be issues, but it just seems that they're coming through very, very early. I hear what you're saying, Matt. So you would have changed the actual tour uh, initially and moved it back a year. But if I put you in charge of the situation right now, today, what would you do? Um lock it down as tight as possible. Um, you know, we always talk about bubbles and, uh, you know, these players should be living in these tight bubbles. And if they're all in these bubbles and everybody's clear, how is COVID still getting into these camps? You know, they're supposed to be as tight as possible, yet something just doesn't see, you know, um, the, the amount of South Africans that have gone down because um, of all the travelling and stuff like that, because it seems so, you know, quick it's all happened and, and stuff like that that they need to just make sure that, that everything is as isolated as possible 
and really, really clamp down and make it as tight as possible with the players that they aren't interacting with anybody that possibly could be, you know, um, tested positive and, and just make it as tight as possible to try and restrict the amount of um, any form of infection that any of them might get or any contact they might get. Fair enough, Matt. I don't know if, whether you heard from Ben Calverley, the managing director of the Lions. It, it, it seems like all reasonable precautions uh, are being uh, done, but maybe there are areas they can tighten up, and I'm sure they'll be looking at that if that is the case. Just quickly before you go, Matt, um, a, a couple of Bath players out there. Uh, are you backing Anthony Watson, who hasn't been able to play a lot as a result of the situation, and Talupe Falatau, who was assumed to be the, the number one for number eight, but is under pressure in those positions? Do you think they'll start in the tests? I think... Um... Falatai in the last season for Bath has started playing to the Falatai standard that we know that he can play. Up until then, we've not really seen huge amounts of him, but we we know that you know when he puts on the Wells jersey, he's just a different level. Um, and we have started seeing that in the last sort of like couple of months and stuff, really seeing him coming through. And I think the the position, the eight position, the the, you know, the players there, they're all absolutely top level. And I think it's one of the hottest contested positions in the pitch. Um, if he doesn't start, I'd definitely be on the bench. Um, but then he might start one of the tests, or he might start two. They really might rotate who's mm. starting at eight. Um, Watson, a bit worried that he's in isolation at the moment. Um, not a lot of information has come out on that one, just so we know that he was obviously withdrawn last night. So we don't know whether he's actually the player that's tested positive or if he's just been in contact and he's in isolation. We don't really know too much. But the wings, I mean, you know, Adams and Louis Samet last night and uh, and uh, Dehan as well. Absolutely, you know, another position yeah. that's just got so much talent. And you think, how do you how do you pick a back three? You know, it's just the, the talent that they've got there and for the, those positions is, is huge. Um, so, you know, it would have been nice to see um, Sam Underhill there as well, but obviously he wasn't picked, but... That's just my opinion on that one. <laughs> Starting again for England at the weekend, so we'll watch him then. And Matt, thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate it. Brilliant. Thank you very much. Top man. Uh, let, let's get a, a thought of a, a Springbok fan, one who lives in the UK. Darren Carlson's uh, on the line. Hi, Darren. Hey, how's it going? How are you? I'm very well. Thanks for your time. Uh, are you in favour of the tour going ahead as planned? I am. I am, yes. I think, you know, um, first and foremost, I can understand the frustration everybody must be feeling, you know, uh, but like uh, Gat said, you know, we have to kind of go with the flow at the moment. You know, fundamentally, we, we want rugby, and I think everybody wants rugby. And uh, what we've had so far, you know, we can count ourselves lucky. And, um, of course, there are going to be some hurdles along the road, but uh, these guys are professional. They know what they're doing. And I know for a fact that South African rugby, the South African people are doing everything they can to get this, you know, get the ball running. And I don't know how much, Darren, how much contact you've had with guys uh, back home, family members, friends, or or just a sense of the general public mood. Uh, what 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 are the, what's coming from South Africa as you understand it? Well, believe it or not, they tend to be getting a lot of their information from us this side at the moment. Um, you know, South Africans when when they go to a rugby game for anybody really, this this whole situation has been very surreal. And obviously, as as a South African, you know. Waking up on a Saturday morning, your your whole day is based around the rugby game that you're going to be watching later. And, you know, there aren't any fans, um, but there are a small handful of people who understand the, the importance of this tour for the South African people, the public, the game. Um, if we, you know, dive deep into things like grassroots and, and things like that. So they... 
I still get a lot of people asking me, uh, why is this tour going ahead? You know, have the Springboks all been vaccinated? Have the Lions been vaccinated? I told them, look, I, I would love to be that very fly on, on the wall and then understand what's happening in those camps. These people are stuck in there 23 hours a day, you know, a lot of companies have pulled together and they're organizing Xboxes for the for the players and uh, and things like that to keep them busy and some of the some of the, the, the British Oaks are, you know, are becoming DJs and look, we, we like I said to you earlier, you know, this is this this uncertainty it's it's making a lot of people anxious. Uh, I think that's probably the best way to describe the South African mood back home. It's uh, a lot of anxiety around the whole situation, but yeah, if we can get some, some rugby going, uh, the thing that sort of eases people the most, then, um, you know, we, we have to cross that bridge when we get there. Darren, it's great to hear your thoughts. And it's great to get a sense as well of uh, of just what this means to to the people. That, Like I say, we, we can identify in the UK with having been in a situation where all we can do is stay in our house and, and the thought of being able to watch some, some top flight rugby would would have been a massive tonic uh, for me certainly mm. a year ago so uh, I hope I hope it can still be that for the people in South Africa Darren thank you so much for your time not a problem thank you so much all the best cheers it's the Lions Daily on TalkSport 2 with the famous grouse the spirit of rugby 18 plus B drink aware commentary of every game of the Lions Tour to South Africa across the TalkSport network and uh, next we're going to hear from Miles Norris he coached Jamie George and of all of this year's Lions squad, Jamie George is one of the guys I'm most looking forward to hearing the backstory of because he is a big character. Jamie George is our player profile next. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Jamie George, Saracens, England. Look at Jamie George rumbling towards the try line. Can he You think about an England captain. For me, Jamie George, the way that he conducts himself is in the middle of the scrum. He's guaranteed his place in the team now. He's media savvy. I think he's a shout as well. I mean, he's the true professional. He, he works hard. He 
He's a great ball player and he's consistent. And then, best of all, he's a good guy. Some high praise there for Jamie George. Now, on Lions Daily, with all the changes that are going on day-by-day day developments on this year's Lions Tour, one thing remains consistent. Our player profile is not going anywhere. Every day on the show, we're going to take an in-depth and have been taking an in-depth look at each player on tour. And today, Saracens and England's Jamie George, who first played rugby for Hartford Rugby Club and then quickly rose through the ranks. He's a one-club man, having made his Saracens debut in the 2009-10 season. And he's gone on to amass well over 50 England caps. And he's on his second Lions tour now, having been part of the side in 2017 in New Zealand. And I'm delighted that Jamie's former coach at Denstone College, Miles Norris, uh, joins me. Hi, Miles. Hi there, how are you, Tim? Are you well? I'm very well. Uh, now, when did you first coach, Jamie? I actually was at Haleybury when I taught at Haleybury. I'm the head at Dunstan College nowadays, but um, back then, down in Hertfordshire, uh, when he was an under-15s rugby player. So uh, he was the captain of my side. Uh, oh, w- what position was he then? So uh, he was a, a very <laughs> a very strong number eight, but um, within a year or two after that, he was playing hooker and uh, hasn't looked back. Uh, was he always a st- oh, he was he was your captain so he was clearly a standout in that side but in, in in the broader sense was he always a big standout in his age group yeah i mean this is i i i inherited that side so i was new to the school and um and uh, i had a very excited uh, sort of co-coach come and tell me that we've got Jamie in the team and i was thinking who's this boy and he's the, he was the um he was the son of ian who was the the uh, director of sport at the school and so i i sort of went in almost slightly indignantly thinking, well, you know, he's going to have to prove himself. And within about five minutes of seeing him in a training session, not just his ability, but his character, just outstanding young individual. And uh, you could see from a mile off that he had a, a great future if he, if he worked hard, and, and, and he did. Excellent, excellent individual, excellent human being, let alone rugby player. I've been lucky enough to, in my professional life, uh, cross Jamie's path uh, quite a lot, and I could not agree more with that. And you use that one word, character. He is a real, real unique guy. And um, I just want you to have a listen to this, okay? So this is from the Lions Ultimate Test YouTube show. They they put up some brilliant episodes uh, daily. And first up, Hamish Watson explains the coffee club that is run by best mates Jamie and Elliot Daly. And we also get an insight into how invested Jamie is in the Euros. We've got a coffee club sort of going, so Jamie George and uh, Elliot Daly have been making coffees for the boys, got some cakes in and stuff like that. Uh, the Euros is on, so a lot of the boys have been watching that, well, the teams that are still in it. Uh, so the English boys uh, enjoyed watching that game the other night. Three words, it's coming home. Even if Grealish is on the bench, he's coming on the score. Shut up. You get a sense from that, and I, I get a sense from what you've, what you've said in your capacity coaching him. He's exactly the kind of guy you'd just love to have around a team. Oh, he's brilliant. He's got a glint in his eye, a smile on his face, and uh, and he's all about everyone else, the people. He's, he's a humble person. Um, I've never, ever seen him get above his station at all. You know, he, he, he was really supportive. And, and, and again, whenever I coached him, you know, he brought others on with him. You know, they, he inspired others to, to, to improve. And but it, but it, but like I said, always with a smile. So there's always a bit of fun going on, and uh, and uh, that you know people are drawn to him. So you know I could see him captaining sides, and and I think as an under 19, uh, sort of 19 year old, I think he captained sort of Saracen's second side, and I think Steve Borthwick was coming back from an injury, and they you know there's this young buck who's who's running running the show with with Saracens, and he always just was able to take that step up to the next level and and look comfortable in it. 
Um, and I think part of that is just the people around him know him and trust him, you know, as a human being and, and, a, and a, as a player. I mean, you just said you could imagine him captaining uh, captaining sides and thing. With all of that experience now, he will be one of the leaders in that Lions squad. And, and here's what Warren Gatlin had to say about the need for leaders stepping up following the injury to Alan Wynne Jones. There was another other, a number of other players that um, you know, potentially were in, con- in contention, and we've got a very strong leadership group, and we're going to need other players beside Connor Murray uh, through this tour to, to captain the side. So, um, you know, we are fortunate that we've got. Uh, a fair number of choices that we could possibly go to and I think with the losing Alan Wynn it's been now the responsibility sort of on, on the leadership group and other players on the squad to to step up and really support each other and Jamie is one of those guys who will be stepping up could you have imagined that the 14 15 year old Jamie George that you knew at school could you have imagined what he's achieved uh, well, well, I could, but I, I, sometimes I wonder. I wish I put fiver on it as well. So, um, but yeah, I mean, I, I just just saw the passion, his knowledge of the game. Uh, he's got a great family, so he's got two older twin brothers, and they used to sort of take it in terms pacing him round the track. When when back in the day, you used to think sort of an eight hundred meter sort of run was was good training for rugby. And <laughs> so I hold my hands up there. But um, he, uh, you could see it in him, and and. He, he made uh, England age group level all the way through. Uh, I think he was the only schoolboy on the under-20s World Cup campaign back in his sixth form. You know, so he was a special guy. And uh, they you, you could see it coming. And like I said, as a sort of 15, 16-year-old, he was starting to get picked for the first team at Haderbury. Um, and he never, ever looked out of place. I've never seen him look out of place on a rugby field at whatever level he's, he's been. So, so yeah, I mean, he, he had to wait his turn. And, and you know, had a great, um, I think, great... Um, sort of apprenticeship under Scott Britz and, mm-hmm. and, and also under Dylan Hartley, um, you know, so he waited his turn and got a lot of caps off the bench, but he's, you know, he's a 50 capper now and, and a huge amount of experience under his belt, World Cup final, uh, Lions tour. And, and yeah, there's a lot to draw from, isn't there, for, for the rest of the, the, um, the people on the, the test when you're thinking about some of the young guys on that who, you know, quite fresh to international rugby themselves, and mm. and I'm sure that he's the sort of guy that you know, if you're allowed to put your arm around the shoulder, he would do, and and then and offer support. Absolutely. You mentioned Scout Britt's one South African that he learned from John Schmidt, yeah. famous South African captain, is another one. So it's uh, it's quite nice that he's going to go and test himself uh, in South Africa. Um, yeah. How do you feel? This is what I want to get a sense of, because you mentioned his family. They're obviously going to be bursting with pride, but I, I love getting a sense of how the people that have just played a, a, a small or big part in, in, in the professional life of a, one of these guys out in South Africa, how, does it, how do you feel when you see him run out? Uh, just massive pride. I mean, I, I feel grateful to have, have met him, you know, and to have spent a bit of time with him uh, when he was a youngster. And... Just uh, there's there's just joy seeing him have those opportunities and and grasp them with both hands. And it's not been an easy year, has it, for Saracens? I mean, they've been down in the championship, but you know I've heard that he's he's quite enjoyed that actually, having slightly less pressure perhaps than before. And then and then obviously they lost the game and had to had to ramp it up. But also, you know, he, I don't think he he had a particularly easy Six Nations either, nor did the England side. So. It's been a, a difficult year, no doubt, for, for him. But, but again, um, I think it's great that, that he, Warren Gatlin's shown faith in him. And, um, and uh, you know, I think he proved himself back in 2017. I know that's four years ago, but um, 
he proved himself as a test animal there and and uh, you know I hope he gets his opportunity um this this year in in uh, in the test side but th- there are th- two other great hookers there aren't there who are playing very well at the moment and um you know and also the 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 unknown of covid but I feel very proud of him and uh, and uh, and I know that his his family and friends will be rooting for him Miles thank you so much for your time I really appreciate it it's a pleasure. It's very good to speak to you, and and all the best. And let's hope we get a let, let's hope we get a test series. Oh, absolutely, Miles. Well said. Well said, uh, Miles Norris, former teacher and coach of Jamie George. Who sounds like a, sounds like a real character? It's the Lions Daily on Talksport Two with the famous grouse, the spirit of rugby. Eighteen plus. Be drink aware. Now, coming up next, uh, we're going to hear from inside the Lions camp following their victory yesterday. And we can get stuck properly into the selection battles that are hopping, uh, hotting up after that result. Henderson is driving it up the lines. are 18 metres out from the try line, going right to left across the pitch. Oh, lovely little offload from Owen Farrell, and it will make its way through the hands to Josh Adams. It doesn't matter whether he's playing on the winger at fullback. Josh Adams scores tries for the British and Irish Lions. Awesome start from the Lions here this evening. And now it's to Sam Simmons. Pass out to Duan van der Merwe, and this is a foot race for the left corner, and Duan van der Merwe will win. Owen Farrell drops it onto the right toe and stabs it through. That's a foot race. Duan van der Merwe is going to win that foot race. He's going to try and tap it into the end goal area fall on it and he will score his second try of the evening it's as simple as that Bundyaki picks up and goes and Bundyaki will burrow his way over and the British and Irish Lions have the fourth try before half time now Ward again lovely little hands and now it's James Fenter the blindside flanker who will score a try for the Sharks it's been stolen back by Josh Adams ball bouncing around in goal as Josh Adams falls on the ball touches down and scores a try Elliot Daly ran a great blocking line and it means that Josh Adams could give the ball to Lewis Reece Samet and Lewis Summit's going to go in from 45 metres. Foot race for Duan van der Merwe. No one's stopping Duan van der Merwe from there. Duan van der Merwe has a hat-trick on the evening. Ball out to Josh Adams. Going for the left corner and Josh Adams will score. Of course, Josh Adams is going to score. And Josh Adams has another hat-trick. This will be one of those games that binds this group of players together. Sometimes it's it's off the field. It, you know, there's a moment that, that brings everyone together. Sometimes it's whatever. This could be the moment mm-hmm. that this group of players truly become united uh, and become a team rather than a squad. Nicely put, Andrew McKenna. This could be a moment that binds this squad, makes them... Provides a bit of unity amongst the group. I, I I can't disagree with Macker on that one. And we shouldn't forget on Lions Daily right now on TalkSport 2, there was a game yesterday. You just heard the highlights of it there. And after much uncertainty, the Lions played the Sharks and an impressive win on TalkSport 2. Alfie Reynolds is with me now. And we finally uh, get onto the game, Tim. <laughs> yeah, we get there in the end. And it just, well, I think what we need to establish is that we are renaming this the Josh Adams Lions Tour 2021, yeah? Pretty much at the moment. <laughs> I mean, what more can he do? It's unreal. Uh, my favourite message that came through from a mate of mine on WhatsApp yesterday evening was, Shane Williams wears Josh Adams pyjamas. <laughs> <laughs> Sums it up, doesn't it, really? It, it really does. Uh, but who, who else, besides Josh Adams, who else uh, stood out for you? Um, I th- I thought I thought it was another good outing for Elliot Daly, who mm. I think his stock is is continuing to rise quite rapidly on this Lions tour. I spoke earlier in the week how 
He was, for me personally, a surprise inclusion in that I didn't think his form for England had been particularly good, but I think he's looked really, really good so far. I thought Ian Henderson, actually, the, the captain as well, again, in the, in the second row, and we've spoken about the second row partnership or who might play at six. I, I thought Ian Henderson went went well as well, but there were a few. When you have that sort of scoreline, uh, there are quite a few that stand out. Yeah, I, I I've sort of mentioned it talking to Janice, the Scotland fan, uh, Scotland fan earlier, um, and I mentioned that some of the Scottish players are really standing up. And Ali Price was great again. Uh, now I I thought as soon as Conor Murray was named scrum half, it's like, well, okay, he's starting the test. Yeah. It, if if Gatlin picks on form alone, uh, Ali Price is in with a real shout of a test jersey. And I think I'm right in saying I, with all the positive COVID tests and then close contacts and things. I almost lose track of who just wasn't playing, who had to be replaced. But I think I'm right in saying that Conor Murray was one of those players that that kind of missed out yesterday because he was a close contact or we're not entirely sure who the positive tests were. So again, I think Ali Price has taken that opportunity. And on another point there, Tim, how good is that for the Lions? Because let's be frank, over the last few tours, it it almost became a bit of a running joke. If Scotland get their one player, it's basically Stuart Hogg, maybe a few others. But they have a bigger contingent this time round, deservedly so. And those guys are stepping up because you yep. mentioned Ali Price, but I think Chris Harris, when we have seen him, has looked good. Rory uh, Sutherland off the bench. I, yesterday. I, I think the Test jersey could end up being his, you know, yeah. because Mako Vanapola was pinged a couple of times at the scrum. Sutherland came on, looked solid at the scrum. He's got some wheels as well, good around the park. So yeah, very impressed with some of the Scottish players. And, and another person, just finally, that, that took their chance last night, um, Owen Farrell, mm. at fly half, looked really good. He did look good, didn't he? And and this yeah. is going to be, I, I personally at the moment, from what we've seen of Finn Russell, haven't seen a huge amount of him, but but I think he is probably the, the last in the pecking order in terms of the fly halves, of, yeah. if we're looking at Farrell, Bigger and Finn Russell. Um, and maybe, maybe it will be, because I, I thought after the Japan game in particular that, that it was going to be Dan Bigger, and I think maybe we'd see Owen Farrell at inside centre, but I know you've been you've been very impressed with what you've seen with him at fly half. Well, I, I just never, ever would rule Owen Farrell out and... I mean, you've seen it in the way that the, the other players picked him for the leadership group, the way that Paul O'Connell, like legends like that, speak about Owen Farrell. People that know best always say he's a special, special man. Was it the 2013 tour to Australia, the, yeah. the first one that Farrell went on? There's yes. that video clip. You know the one I'm talking about where Paul O'Connell's in there and it was a game... He's saying he, he's a kid and he's showing us how it's done. I'll follow you. I'll follow you anywhere. Exactly. And it was the, yeah. the warm-up game where they weren't playing very well and, yeah. and Paul O'Connor saying, Owen Farrell's the one driving us on. And and also you look back at moments, you know, he, he kicked a lot of high-pressure penalties for the Lions uh, in the 2017 tour. Looking back to the one in New Zealand, he's been kicking well so far. We, we know what he brings to that team. So yeah, I, I would not be surprised uh, if he does get the starting jersey at 10, but equally I think we could see him at 12. And that is great for the Lions as well. Uh, now, out of all of the terms turmoil uh, could the adversity of yesterday prove to be a good thing for the Lions well Warren Gatland told TalkSport he wants the players to treat the experience as exactly that my message to the players is let's let's use this as a positive let's use it that whatever's thrown at us that we can deal with it you know nothing nothing's going to phase us and you know we were in a situation where we we weren't in control of things so we just had to go with the with the flow and uh, and, and adjust and we, we talk about you know, potentially being in a situation of chaos, then being able to adapt and then change, and kind of uh, that's really what we did today. And, and the players were absolutely outstanding in their approach, and just their, how vocal they were in the change rooms afterwards. And I thought the way they supported each other and the uh, on the pitch was was tremendous. 
Just hearing Warren Gatland speak, I'm fascinated to see the documentary that comes off the back of this. And I reckon by the sound of it, Warren Gatland, with what he's had to take a, a squad through, very unique set of circumstances, he's probably got like a leadership book or a TED talk in him out of this. He just gets it, doesn't he? We've, yeah. we've said it before, he gets it. He can navigate these difficult passages. And in terms of him chatting about that and the players using it as a positive to, to a degree, that's the party line, isn't it, in, in terms of the stock media-trained answer. But but actually, you know, thinking back to that bit of commentary at the end that we heard from Macker in terms of those games and those moments that, that bring teams together, and the Lions kind of need that just because of the very nature of it, of bringing four nations together. Um, I don't think that's insignificant. Yeah, I totally agree. And there's there was little things like uh, I saw Maru Itoji uh, post a picture earlier on social media, of he was wearing Tyg Burns' shirt and was just kind of... So they're, they're, That's a running theme after last night, isn't it, with all the <laughs> jersey swapping? Well, exactly, yeah. Some people having no numbers and stuff. <laughs> in, in that sense, it felt quite old school and they seem to be embracing... They seem to be embracing the challenge and trying to take the positives, that that word positive that, that, um, that Warren Gatlin referenced there. And, and as things stand... Uh, the Lions will play the Sharks again at this this weekend. That is providing tomorrow's tests, as we heard about at the start of the show on Lions Daily, come back negative. Warren Gatlin said if they do, some of the players will need to rest after being forced to play a lot over the first three games. You know, someone like Josh Adams has fronted up three games in a row, so he's, he's already he's some player that we probably need to risk. But I've got to take my head off to these players. They've uh, they've really dug deep for the whole squad, and um, yeah, it just just shows to me what it means to play for the British and Irish Lions. As Warren Gatlin said there, there are some players that that need a rest, some definitely need some minutes. And uh, I'd, I'd say Anthony Watson uh, is one of those guys that I had him down as a starting test winger. If he can't play, he's not going to. He's going to find it pretty hard to earn that test jersey. Yeah, agreed, Tim. And I think we could we we could potentially get to the situation where you know guys just simply, unfortunately, not from from no fault of their own. It's not injury, but they haven't had the opportunity to play. Depending on what happens with these COVID tests, I think it's worth just reminding everyone as well. In terms of the match, it was announced this afternoon. The Lions plan to play the Sharks again on Saturday. They are going to wait for the COVID tests tomorrow. They all need to come back negative because then people who've been deemed close contacts of other people, they'll, they'll then be allowed to, to train, etc. So we will still wait and see them and obviously bring you the latest here on TalkSport 2. But you're right, Tim, it, it is an issue. First of all, players not playing, but also, as Warren Gatlin, likes of Josh Adams, who've played an awful lot already. Yeah, and I do feel for Anthony Watson because it sounds like everyone is willing each other on, even the guys in the same position. And we got that from Tom Curry this week uh, in, in what we heard from him the other day uh, on Lions Daily. Tom Curry saying... People are saying the competition is a negative thing. No, it's brilliant. It's going to drive us on to, to greater heights. But I do feel for Anthony Watson sat there not able to play and seeing Josh Adams just scoring for fun. And Duan van der Merwe with that trick. And uh, other what, showing what you know is going to happen, though, Tim, is that Anthony Watson will get a chance to play and it's going to be a turgid 9-6 <laughs> victory in the pouring rain and he won't have an opportunity. Yeah, standard. Well, you know, as long as everyone gets an opportunity, that, that's all you can hope for. The people that have uh, had theirs seem to be taking it. There's very, very few players that I think have played themselves out of a, out of a jersey at this point. Yeah, no, I would agree. I, as I said earlier, I feel like Sam, Sam Simmons, I thought, did well yesterday mm. after maybe not doing as well off the bench in the game on Saturday. Um, Finn Russell, again, I, I think probably, it's not that he's been bad, but I just I wouldn't necessarily put alongside Dan Bigger and Owen Farrell yeah. if, we're, if we're looking at selecting a test team. But, but I think you're right. We focused on uh, Jamie George earlier and I think that hooker position is completely wide open. Luke Cowan-Dickey looks great. Ken Owens looked really solid as always and Jamie George. So there's battles everywhere. So much for us to talk about. And that's why we have Lions Daily so that every single day 
right across the week, you can get not only the very latest from South Africa, but you can get... Well, we can get stuck into some of these selection chats. Uh, and this is available, by the way, uh, in podcast form via the TalkSport app uh, or wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, and you have been listening to the Lions Daily on TalkSport 2 with the famous grouse, the spirit of rugby, 18 plus, be drink aware. And remember, the TalkSport network has commentary of every match on the 2021 Lions Tour. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 